You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Milton Nascimento and Low Burgess and Club de Esquina. In the room I have Ben Hello. and John. Hi! Club de Esquina is the 1972 double album by the Brazilian musical artist collective Club de Esquina. Uh, credited to Milton Nascimento and Low Borges. It was released March 1972 on the Odeon label and the producer was Milton Miranda, and the genre is MPB, Psychedelic Rock, and Progressive Rock. And a lot of this is from the notes from Andy Beta of Pitchfork. 1972 saw Brazil controlled by a repressive military regime, but it was also a watershed moment for Brazilian pop music, or as often called, MPB. Tropicalia heroes Gilbert Gil and Castino Veloso had found success outside of Brazil, and had already stirred the flames of inspiration for the Corner Music Collective and people of the Minas Gerais state called Club de Esquina. The music of Milton Nascimento uh, ranges from the earthy to the angelic, both mysterious and plain-spoken, haunting and sublime. Emir Diodato, who provided string arrangements and subsequently worked with Roberta Flagg, Frank Sinatra, and Cool and the Gang, heard in Nascimento's parallels to classical music but admitted to, quote, To date, I have not managed to discover the rhythmic impulses he gives to his songs. It is something new, mysterious, intriguing, and challenging. Few people have a deep understanding of what Milton Nascimento's music is. The album is considered one of the most ambitious records in Brazilian music history that not only belongs in the same discussion with others in the Western canon, but one that is even more uplifting and mystifying. All right, what do we think of Club de Esquina? Tell you what, this is great. Yeah? Yeah. I'd never heard of this. I hadn't either. Yeah, this is brand new to me. Yeah, I had some problems with it. I thought it was interesting, though. Very interesting. I didn't see... I didn't like all the songs, and a lot of the songs I didn't like, I felt like it was it was going too much in to the like western music and sort of like the beatles-esque Ooh, like which songs because i'm kind curious of the, kind of the one we're listening to right now okay it there's just a feeling of this sort of like uh, the first song when it kicks into the the drum and the in the in the bass i'm not even going to try and pronounce these i'm just going to say the first song yeah because <laughs> they're so hard t-u-d-o <laughs> yeah but oh, okay, okay, voce, podia, serp. Yeah. What does it do to a letter when you put the pointy carrot on top? Like in, in, the, in the in... name Lo? It's L O, but there's a pointy carrot on yeah, top. Yeah, it's not of an umlaut because that'd be lure. Yeah. So with the pointy, it's, I don't know. 
I don't know Portuguese because when you when you have the language, you have to modify it for it the language. It depends on the language. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Portuguese, yeah. so sorry. I just don't know how else to say. Let's just call it Lou. L Lou Lou. Yeah, Lou Borges. Um, but there were some that I just felt were a little. It's just kind of like pop melody style. I think I like the songs you oh, don't like. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, I tend to go more with the, like I was saying, those later ones where they're a little more, I wouldn't say challenging, I guess, but more complex with orchestration and then having this sort of more South American beats yeah. be- behind the music. I didn't like the ones that were so just 4-4. Four, four. So then to counterpoint them, like the the song that we're listening to now is I don't know Kais C A I S. No, this is Outre no. Mazul. No, we're not on Outre Mazul. Yes, yeah, we are. Yeah. Oh, we're on that one now. Yep. Yeah. So, but you don't like that one. No, no. Even I'm though not. I feel like it sounds a little bit like kind of Stereo Lab yacht rocky. I do. Yeah. And that's where I'm. I have a hard time like deciding ultimately what what. I figured something out. Where I'm coming in. What's up? So. The first time I listened to this album, it was before I had even given it a Google. I just did a cold listen, and I put stars next to, out of the 21 songs, I put stars to the ones that I felt really grabbed me the most. I did too. And I put, Do you want to compare? <laughs> well, check this out. So I put stars next to five songs, five of the 21. Okay. Uh, also, so this album's credited to uh, Milton uh, Nascimento and, and Lou Borges. Uh, and when I was reading about it, I read that uh, Lou Borges, uh, the reason he got a credit was because he uh, he sings lead on six of the songs and he he wrote uh, he wrote six of them. And so I was like, interesting. So I looked to see the writing credits of the songs. The five songs that I starred were five of the six Lou Borges songs. Oh, wow. OK. So he's the guy that's bringing like the Western elements in. Yeah. And he was a, he's a, at the time he was 20 years old. He was the kid and his older brother, uh, Marcio Borges, was the lyricist for Milton Nascimento. He was the Bernie Taupin. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this, uh, this corner club, which is apparently what Club de Esquina yeah. translates to. Yeah. It was a, yeah, like a collective, but Milton was like the head of the collective, uh, kind of like centered around him. So it was his album. He throws, he gives a, a low or Lou, he, a, like Lou's contributed enough songs that he gets on the title. And it just so happens that those are the songs I want. Yeah. I, I like some of those songs too, though. Go ahead and list off since I have them right so here. He does. You uh, can, you tra- can just do the yeah, tra- track one. Uh, yeah. Tudo okay, voce podia ser. Yeah. The that. track we're listening to right now. Uh, track three. Oh, so on track one, he wrote it, but it's uh, Milton singing. Yeah. Uh, track three, Otremazul. Uh, he does the track eight or the second track on side two, the Um Girasol Decor de Su Cabello. Hmm. Uh, he does the first track on side three, which would be track 12 if you have a CD, the uh, Paisa Gem da Yanela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I starred was uh, the third track on side four, or if you have the CD, it'd be track 19, uh, Trem de Doido. Yeah. yeah. And then he also wrote uh, track 10, which is Estrellas, which is just one of those like 20 minute long. Little interludes. 20 seconds. Yeah, 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> it is not a little 20 minute long interlude. <laughs> it is a 20, 29 second. Yeah, long interesting. Interlude. I didn't have practically any of the ones that you you mentioned. Yeah, I, had, I started track six, uh, which he did 
uh, he was on 9, 13, and then I just went 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Like, I felt like it came on so strong at the end. So 19, that's the one with that psych guitar. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the Low Borges songs. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was... Yeah, much more interesting. I'd written it in a lot mm-hmm. of the yeah. other other stuff. The guitar on that one is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I love the uh, the stuff where they just kind of goes more into that. I had written on the track, uh, the one you brought up, number twelve. I was like, this song sounds just like a like a sixties eighties pop song. It did just didn't like grab me the same way as the other ones that are. Number 12, Paisai Gem de Jamila. Yep. That one, am I wrong? The the rhythm to that is Happy Trails. I mean, it's basically, <laughs> I think it's Happy Trails. That out, that song was actually uh, a politically divisive song. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird because it's like the goofiest country clopping rhythm, but because uh, the lyrics vaguely talk about what he sees out the window and says, you know, like, uh, these sordid men, and they're like, oh, well, they must be talking about the military <laughs> if they say these sordid men. Isn't that what the title translates to, Landscape from the Window? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But And I guess that makes sense. Like, oh, well, what is he actually seeing out the window? The and, social like, landscape. Right. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> they still let the album come out. <laughs> yeah, they weren't happy about it, though. No. <laughs> Today I learned what MVP is. Yeah. The Musica Popular... Brasileira? Yep. So just popular. Uh, and it's I think like that... The, the Tropicalia yeah. movement became the MBP right. movement. And this is considered like the basically the biggest thing to come out of the MBP scene of that era. Yeah, this is like their yeah. Sgt. Pepper, right? I forgot. You mm-hmm. love Tropicalia. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is yeah. like right here with that. Oh, yeah. I, I like the... Yeah. Like I was saying, I don't like... So much the 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 sugary pop, the sort of like Beatles esque. I like the where it's I don't know. You like the more David Byrne esque. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Crabo Crabo Canela. I like that it's fractured Beatles though. It's like with some, uh, especially yeah, like with yeah. like Os Mutantes. Yeah, where like they they're going for a Beatles thing, but they can't not Tropicalia it up and just like <laughs> that like I that's. When they when they go for a Beatles thing and trip and fall into Tropicalia is where I like it most. Okay. A chuva cigana, a dança dos rios, o mel do cacau, o sol da manhã. And you can definitely see the background of, you know, the birds, the beatles, but there's there's a a, a Brazilian essence that you like you said, it's it seeps in whether they want it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and worse than number six, where I felt like it started to pick up for me. I love that whistle intro. Yeah, whistle. Yeah. It's got the samba sort of like vibe coming in. I don't know. It, it It is complicated for me, though, because there's so many songs. It took me... I listened to this album a couple times, and I kept getting a bit lost in like which songs were which, uh, probably because I you know don't speak the language, but I was also... They kind of meld into each other. Mm-hmm. It has a very... 
when someone was saying it's an ethereal sort of vocal, Mm -hmm. those melodies, it feels like one, I don't know, like a continuational song. Each one kind of flows in and out. Yeah, and his vocal styling is, it it can be very kind of uh, spacey and flowing, which, you know, like, if you like that sound, which I do for things like Stereo Lab or Air, it's not as sharp as those are. Like, you know, they're kind of spare sometimes with the way that they put out their, um, I don't even know what you call that type of music for Stereo Lab or Air, the current, like... like, Trip hop or... It's it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of trip hop almost, but... It's it's that uh, that that background music it was like trip pop. Yeah. And this is and this up. is and this is not, you know, this is not oh. background like this is even though his voice is that way, the percussion and the playing are enough that they bring you into the current moment. They're yeah. not they're generally for the most part, not enough that you can let it pass by without it grabbing your attention. Yeah. Um, I, w- I did think it was interesting, too. I mean, reading again, just like the Tropicalius, where they were sort of. um a huge aspect of this album was to be the collective and be all the players coming together because of the government was, I mean, the government was basically trying to isolate people within the communities so that they could control them. Um, where this album represents that sort of coming together of, of different people hanging out on the corner and playing music together. Uh, it's a very like togetherness album. I thought that was really uh, really cool. It is cool. Cool cover too. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I read a little bit about that. I, I I forgot to write down the photographer's name, but he was like, yeah, traveling through like rural Brazil, Brazil and he saw those kids playing together, and he went over and snapped the picture. And then later on, he showed it to uh, you know Milton, and I was like, oh yeah, that'll be like the cover of the photo. And they never had the names of the kids. Uh, they never knew anything about them. This album blows up regionally very big, you know. And then uh, 40 years later, uh, someone goes out and it, it finds those kids as adults. And they, they still know each other. They were best friends growing up. They still live in the same town. And they recreated the photo as both of them as like, you know, 47-year-olds. <laughs> it's really cool. And they, they didn't they, – it's like they had – they didn't realize that that picture – was so widespread. They remember the photographer snapping a picture of him, but they didn't know that it was like widely distributed. That's amazing. Yeah. How do you guys feel about his voice? He had this sort of crooning that fits in with this. I think it fits the music. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a nice voice yeah. just regardless of that, but it does sort of fit some of the, I mean, again, Brazilian music is not Spanish music, but some of the guitar sounds yeah, very similar yeah. to okay. flamenco and some of those like, ballads you know uh and i think that his voice really suits that yeah the sort of like uh bossa nova samba mm-hmm. yeah sad sad singing voice <laughs> i like post bossa nova brazil okay i don't dislike bossa nova brazil i think that i got too much of it that mu- that like few months that's all we listened to yeah uh but like post bossa nova Brazilian music so far has been really cool to my ears. Yeah. Well, and they're mixing a lot feel, of I was stuff say, in there. I feel like this brings it back a little bit. Like I feel like they sort of like we were talking like the late '60s where they got a that extreme edge of of experimentation. I feel like this album kind of brought that back. Now we're in the '70s of this sort of. I wouldn't say it brought it back. It just I think it's just pushing it a different direction. Well, because taking Os Mutantes like that was like. 
That well, was, that was a, is, is freak out. Right, exactly. It's freak out. And like, this isn't freak out, but yeah. it's still it's still pushing the the limitations of what it like a, like Brazilian folk music. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely yeah, adding right. all these different. Yeah, it's adding uh, prog. It's yeah. adding rock. Yeah. They, they have strings and orchestrations. For Speaking some of, of rock, songs. did you know that Milton Nascimento uh, wrote and performed uh, Duran Duran's "Breath After Breath" yes, I did. on I their 1993 that. self-titled album? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how that song goes off. I didn't either until okay. I, until I <laughs> listened to it. Was it one of their big hits? Nope. Okay, so that's there you go. No, it, but he it, did it, sounds it. Like, it. It sounds like a true collaboration. Like it sounds like a, a Duran Duran song and also a Milton Nascimento song. Hmm. Another thing I learned about him is <laughs> Milton Nascimento was listed as one of the artists whose material all got burnt up in the Universal Fire. Oh. It's gone. All of it is just gone. Yeah. We still have this. We still got digital copies. Yep. The, well, cloud, the cloud's never going to go down, though, right? <laughs> it's just there forever, right? Skynet. I did yeah. look to uh, to see trust. how much an album like this would run for, like on Discogs. It's 110 bucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's not easy to get. It's probably, well, I mean, it's considered one of the like most, oh, yeah. in, most important Brazilian albums. But I just don't like think, that, I just don't think that many of them were, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think many of them were made. Sold, yeah. Yeah. If, if ever. Yeah. I go to this region of Brazil. I'm definitely gonna do some record <laughs> shopping. Like, buy I'm gonna look through all the. the I'm gonna look through their dusty bins. <laughs> yeah, clean it out. That's amazing. Maybe like in Brazil, like this album is just like ah, oh, another Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just like just all in that like three dollar bin. <laughs> uh, it's all Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of Paul Simon, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, he worked with him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's that makes a lot of sense. Right. Yes. Makes so much sense. Yeah. There's a a, a handful of of uh, like American and British artists of the day that that sought this dude out. Nuestras promesas de amores en el aire se han perdido. Están clavadas dos cruces. Yeah, we're listening to Dos Cruces now, which starts out with like a classical kind of lament, but then has interesting guitar pick up at, at like three and a half minutes, three, you know, four minutes. Going to that coda at the end. Yeah. It's cool. It's epic. It's like a Western there's, movie. There's a lot of, I did notice too, listening to it. There's a lot of like those codas where it's like they go two, three minutes into a song and then it just becomes something different. Like a two minute as long an tight out- outro. Yeah. Like, an, yeah. like an outro. Like there's so... There's a couple of times that happens. Uh, I think it's song two where it's just like a piano outro. Yeah. Like it just kind of breaks the song right there and then goes to the outro. It's interesting. Also, those 20 second sort of interludes, some of those I really liked and they just, it was like, okay, I guess it's gone. Like track four, I just wrote, it's 45 seconds long. I just wrote, I, I really wish the song was longer. Yeah. How do you guys feel about it being double? Like the full It's a collective. I think it it's fine. Twenty one. Yeah. I guess they're getting out like as they're getting out and all like, the material it, they made. And again, like if if this like under normal circumstances, I don't want a double album. 
But if this truly is a document of what was going on of that scene, like it's like there's there's two recording artists listed on the cover, but really it is that collective. And it's just nice to have like a nice two disc set of like this was what was going on in this region at that time. This was the scene. I don't think any of the discs, I don't think you could do without any of them. I mean, they all have their own qualities to them. I, I feel like could you cut half the songs. Maybe a third, I think. Like, well, not not even because they're just different. They're not bad. No, they're just different. And I think that on the if you had to say that you know is one of the discs different from the others, I think disc four. Disc me, four? You mean side four? Side four. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, side four. Disc two. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds the most um, fusion, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It has the most elements from psych, prog, rock. You know, put into it. Um, but there's just a lot all over the, this thing. <laughs> yeah. So we're listening to song eight right now. Um, uh, Garoso de Cor de Sol. Ca- ca- I don't know. Cabello? Yeah. See, this is this kind of song is where I was just like, nah. I'm, oh, I'm not like feeling. I'm not feeling it all. It just feels like another kind of '70s song. Whereas they were grabbing me before this, and then they went to this, and I was like, this just feels like any. Any American song. You don't like the kind of spacey, yachty, easy Wait, listening I, I'm portions. not getting yachts out of this. Yeah. I'll no, tell you what I got. No yacht at all? I'm going to get some yachts on Rundgren. I'm not okay. getting I'm, I'm not, not getting, getting a single yacht. This. I felt like there was a, 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 a maybe it's a smaller boat. I maybe it's a like it was a, 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 a schooner. <laughs> relaxed rock vibe where it was just, it has, and it has those real thin drums, those like super thin uh, sort of like poppy uh, drums. It does go into this right now. It does go into this sort of like weirdness at two minutes and 30 seconds, which I was like, oh, something else is going on with this. But then I think it comes right back. Yeah, it comes back in, I think, at like 310 um, or something. I just don't find this. I I was really excited at first, and I felt like it tapered my excitement, I guess. And then at the end, it kind of kind of came back a bit for me. On a, so, on a two-disc album like this, a, a two-disc album of world music, I appreciate the little islands of westernization sometimes. Okay. It, it, help, it helps break it up for me. Okay. I just, there's something about this that it feels, I don't know why, but it feels like they are, and, and admittedly so, maybe I'm... I'm reading a little too much into it, but people have compared it to, you know, other Western like classics like Sergeant Pepper or like, the this Sergeant sounds Pepper like it could be on all things must pass. Yeah, I guess so. It's just it's, not, it doesn't have that spectrum. Nah, production. Nah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little more, it's a little more like poppy, like, like jazzy. It's got the, the sort of like, dun, dun, yeah. dun. it doesn't have the laid back like seventies thing. It feels like they're looking towards the six, those sixties mm-hmm. pop, melodies that we were getting with uh sort of like uh the bossa nova stuff yeah it just bringing it in a different way so ultimately as a as an whole as an album for me personally i would like say neutral um there's such good songs on here which it uh, I, I was going back like this week I was like going back and forth being like, but this song's great. And then I would listen to the next, I'd be like, ah, I don't know. So it, ultimately uh, just my initial impression is just, it's like a neutral for me. Cause it's, there's so many songs and I don't 
like all of them. I don't like how they're his his voice uh, carries some of them. Uh, some of them are great, and some are just not my taste. What do you think, Ben? I would love to have a copy of this. I don't. I doubt I ever will. But this is I I I I, I like this because of its weirdness and and differentness. I I like the same thing with that Tropicalia. You know, I I like I really like like uh like world music f- fractured interpretations of of western music. I think like the I think the beauty's in those fractures. And uh you know, in this even this this album, uh there there's only a handful of songs out of the 21 that are like that. I I like the whole thing. And and the highlights for me are that Western bastardization of rock. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go on the positive side of neutral. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot across it that has interesting things, but not a single song that I can say, like, this is my banger of the album, you know? And and I want that. I want. I need that. <laughs> I need my bangers. <laughs> uh, so when I don't find those, it... it sort of speaks to me to say that this is an album that either requires further listens or putting aside. Yeah. That's a, that's another thing too. I did think about, I probably will go back and like check it out and if we ever get done with this project, <laughs> but just six more years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will go back and listen and, and think about it a bit more. Um, it piques my interest for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's not the kind of album you just put on. Yeah. Yeah. It um, is. Unless I mean, you're Ben. <laughs> unless, yeah. unless you're Ben and... I would say... <laughs> I would love to listen. To I would say, too, I told you guys when I was listening, I was like, don't like, don't stop listening to it until, like, check out the end songs because I do feel like usually within, like, these big albums that have a lot of different songs that kind of drops off at the end or something, they kind of lose a bit of steam. And I mm-hmm. feel like when it gets into you know 15 to 19 that whole area it like kind of ramped up a bit like there was a bit more like rocking songs yeah which is a weird way to stagger an album of putting a lot of these ballady songs in the middle you know early on or in the middle and then have more like rock songs at the end it's called run grinning okay <laughs> we'll get to that actually next so it's time a reverse run <laughs> Uh, next time we'll be talking about uh, Todd Rundgren. Something, anything, anything? Anything? No, it's anything, something? Something? Anything? Anything? <laughs> All right, thanks, y'all. Uh, uh...